Welcome to chapter 16 of The Lock. It's called The Rain. Before we jump into that, uh, just a reminder that if you like audiobooks, you can get a free trial of Audible and download a free audiobook at www.audibletrial.com slash the lock. If you sign up at that link, I get a commission, so it's a win-win for both of us. You get a free audiobook and I get uh, the support to uh, keep doing this podcast. And with that out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into this week's chapter. Chapter 16, The Rain, Lena. Lena spent the night on the hard stone floor outside the locked gate. She didn't have anywhere else to go, and she held out hope that the vagrant she'd seen removing the lock would return. It had been an uncomfortable night. Lena had placed her cloak on the floor to provide a barrier between her body and the cold, hard floor, but it did little in the way of cushioning. It also meant she had nothing to wrap around herself for warmth. She shivered her way through the night and awoke feeling unrested, uncomfortable, and hopeless. She rummaged through her bag and pulled out some of the dried meat Stringbean had stowed there. There were about five large pieces left. She took a big bite out of one of them and pondered her fate as she chewed. She didn't want to leave. If she left and the man returned while she was gone, she might miss out on her only chance to go home. But what if he didn't come back? She couldn't wait here forever. She'd need to find food and water. She'd need to find somewhere more comfortable to sleep than this stone floor. She needed to accept the fact that the man might not return for months maybe even years. She pondered her options. The only one that made any sense was to venture back out into the world and find Kapilkin again. He'd alluded to the presence of various means of travel between her world and his. Perhaps he could give her a lead that would get her home. It was a long shot, but it was the best shot she had. She stood, slung the knapsack over her shoulder, and made her way back down the steps to the foyer. She stepped outside, walked across the field, and entered the woods, hoping she was pointed at least somewhat in Kapilkin's direction. The sky was darker than it had been the previous day. Heavy, black clouds filled the sky, blocking out the sun. It looked like rain could start pouring at any moment, and she was woefully unprepared for that possibility. The smart thing would have been to wait out the weather in the stone castle, and if it began raining, she'd head back there and do exactly that. But for now, she was restless and just wanted to find Kapilkin, or someone else who could help her, as soon as possible. She found herself retracing the route Kapilkin had used to lead her back to the castle. She walked past the remnants of String Bean's encampment, then finally found herself moving into territory that was, for her at least, uncharted. She felt something hit her head. She thought it was her imagination at first, but then she felt it again on her shoulder. As the sensation intensified, she realized what was happening. It was beginning to rain. It was still just a trickle, so she trudged on, but it was slowly building and she needed to decide what to do if it became too much for her to handle. Her hair was becoming wet and droplets were forming on her cloak and began soaking through as they accumulated. 
The ground turned to mud, and Lena's flats began sinking into the earth with each step. It was almost impossible to forge ahead. It was time to head back to the castle, yet something kept her from doing so. Maybe it was determination. Maybe it was foolishness. Whatever it was, it spurred her onward in the hope that some kind of shelter or salvation lay just over the horizon. Thick drops of rain fell from the sky in mass now, soaking through Lena's cloak. As she felt her body temperature lowering, she finally admitted defeat and turned around to return to the castle. She barely got a few steps in, however, before she heard a voice call out to her. "'You look like you could use some help, milady.' She turned around and took in the sight of a man approaching on horseback. He was tall, had a full head of jet black hair, and was clad in armor as if he were a knight from King Arthur's court or something. As he neared Lena, he slowed his horse's pace to a crawl and held out his hand. Lena stared at the outstretched hand as if it were disembodied from its owner. She took a step back. The man raised an eyebrow. If you would like to soak, I shan't stop you but I would think you would prefer to accept my offer to take you to shelter. Lena didn't like the slightly misogynist vibe she was getting from the guy. She was no damsel, but she forced herself to accept that she was in distress. As long as dry shelter was truly all the man was offering, she'd be stupid not to take advantage of his help. She gripped his hand, and he pulled her up onto his steed. Immediately, she nearly fell off. Place your arms around my waist, he called. In a fit of panic, she did just that, wrapping her arms tightly around the man's waist and pulling herself in toward his back. She clasped her eyes shut. The only sense she had of their movement was the motion of the horses galloping. She was vaguely aware that she was essentially manhandling a well-built man, but she was too terrified by the prospect of falling to appreciate it. Several minutes passed and she felt the horse slowing down. She opened her eyes and looked up. They were nearing a castle. But unlike the castle that had brought her into this world, the castle before her was not in ruins. It was also made of stone, but none of it was crumbling. In fact, a sturdy curtain wall surrounded it, and a moat surrounded the wall. But the gate that allowed access through the wall was open, and a drawbridge had been lowered so Lena and her knight could pass through. The horse's hooves thundered against the wood of the drawbridge, and in one swift instant they were through. The knight slowed his horse to a trot, then stopped it. He jumped off and helped Lena down. A boy, maybe ten or eleven years old, approached and took the reins of the horse, leading it away. The knight put an arm around Lena's shoulder and began leading her away. Let us hurry to shelter, he said, and they ran together toward a door built into the side of the castle. When they were out of the rain, Lena felt like she could finally breathe again. Thank you, she said as she did her best to shake some of the rain off her clothes. She looked around. They were in a dim room filled with equipment Lena didn't recognize, some kind of storage room. What is this place? she asked. The knight stood a little taller and held out his arm as if gesturing toward the castle itself. Welcome, he crowed, to Castle Vivengard. Thank you for listening to this week's chapter of The Lock. Uh, check back next week for the next installment. And just a reminder that uh, if you want to read ahead, you can do that on Wattpad. Uh, the URL for that is tinyurl.com slash wattpadthelock. 
Also, if you head to my website, www.stephenweibel.com, and click on the uh, menu item that says free stuff, uh, you can sign up for my email newsletter. And if you do that, I will send you a free ebook uh, right in your email inbox that you can download. So check that out and see you next week.